welcome to Major League Success. Um, on this episode of our Agent Spotlight, I have the pleasure of speaking with Misty Lynn from Core Ohio. Um, thank you for, for coming on and, and sharing your story with us and with our audience. Um, kind of fill us in, and this is the first time we're really, really speaking to one yeah. another, um, which is kind of cool because I don't really know your story. Um, right. I'm curious to learn just because I know kind of where you're selling real estate and, and how you do things is a little bit different than most. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to kind of hear about you and your story and how you got started in real estate and, and where you're currently at, where you want to go. Um, so kind of dive in, kind of give us a little recap of you when you're younger. I mean, I like to, the reason why I like to go back and ask people about their childhood or even high school, college, because I, everyone in real estate comes from a different path. Um, right. you know, were you someone that was always independent? Were you someone that like did sports, like a team? Like what was, what was the life growing up? Um, I would say, I mean, for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely independent. Um, my child was probably, you know, I think some people could possibly relate to and some people's completely different, um, sure. you know, different life. Um, my mother, uh, was pregnant with me when she was 15. Wow. Um, so that was, we kind of grew up together. Um, okay. so she was pregnant with me when she was 15. Um, her birthday is November 6th. Mine is November 15th. So she had me when she was 16. Um, and you know, back in, I'm going to reveal my age here back in 76, it wasn't, a, um, accepted to be pregnant and in high school. So she had to go to a special school to get her GED. Um, so yeah, growing up was, was definitely a challenge, you know, um, growing up with a, a much younger mom than most. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, are you from here, the Columbus area? You did you relocate yeah. here? Yeah, I'm from the Akron area. Okay. So, yep, was born and raised in Akron, um, and then um, yeah, I didn't get I didn't come to Columbus until 2000 was 2003 when I came gotcha. here. Gotcha. Okay. So, high school years, were you into sports? Did you? I mean, what were kind of some of the activities? How was how was growing up? You know, in high school, did you? go to college? So I, um, went to, um, yeah, I went to college. I, um, I, I mean, I played sports too. I ran track. Okay. Um, that was ran track, played basketball. Um, I used to be tall. <laughs> Stop growing. <laughs> no one else started growing. Um, so yeah, I, Basketball was kind of, I mean, people were towering over me and um, that didn't, uh, you know, wasn't my sport anymore. So I ran track, I ran um, distance, mile to mile. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. And then did you go to college in the Akron area as well or? I did. I went to the University of Akron. Um, okay. I took night classes. I worked, I mean, as soon as I could work, I started working as a I was a salad prep girl for um, the Harbor Inn. It was a little bar on the Portage Lakes area. Okay. Um, my dad at the time owned his own business, Kirby Beer Coil Service. Uh, so he cleaned beer lines at places and they needed a salad girl. So I literally sat in the kitchen and made salads that was um, <laughs> yeah, when I was 15. 
Um, so yeah, I, I started working then, I've never stopped. And I, I worked my way um, through college. Like I said, I took night classes. Um, college for me definitely was a struggle. It was a, it was a time for me where I, I just, I saw opportunities to make money. Sure. Um, and that's kind of the direction I wanted to go, you know, sitting in classes. My goal for college was no one in my family has graduated from college. So my goal was I'm going to be the first person to graduate from college. And yeah. then, you know, you, you work all day. You, then you go to school at night. It's like, why am I doing this? And you calculate your hours, your dollar per hour. And I'm like, man, this is, am I really going to make that much money? Cause I'm going into this much debt, you know? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And, um, what did you end up, what were you going to college for? I want to be a police officer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very yeah. good. I want to be a police officer. I started taking the, uh, law classes. Um, and that was, it's kind of eye opening too, you know, just going through the law classes and, and learning how, um, you know, being a woman, a person, a minority. Um, I mean, there was no, there was no fluff in there. They were like, Right. You treat it differently. You may have to do these things to get to where this person is because you are a woman. And I was like, mm, I don't know if this is right for me either. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, I, I always joke around my college degree and my opinion was, was worthless. I mean, right. so I graduated from college. I literally got into real estate 30 days later. So <laughs> I didn't interview for, for one thing I went to college for. I didn't interview a job or nothing. But so, mm -hmm. so you started working as soon as you could early on. Was it kind of like your your work ethic and drive that kind of made you sway away from continuing with college? Were you more like business driven? I was more business driven. Yeah, yeah. I was more, I'd say business driven and I had some opportunities in front of me, you know, management type opportunities that I was like, I, I mean, this is pretty good salary, you know? Sure. sure. Um, I, I think I could do this. Now, were they always in the, were they in the restaurant industry or are they different? Did you go down different career paths? No, I worked, um, I worked at Tommy can shoes. Okay. Um, and I started off at Sears working in the polyester department. That was awful. Um, <laughs> I met this guy I was walking. I would always walk down to the court, um, little restaurant court area for lunch and this guy, um, Phil was his name. He would always stop me, say hi. He worked at Tommy Cans, and yeah. he's like, you know, he's like, you never look happy when you're here. I'm like, my job's miserable. <laughs> um, so he offered me a job at Tommy Can, and I started working there. Um, he, I got an assistant management position and um, started doing that. And I was then I started working for New Balance, and okay. I. Became, um, Got pretty high up at New Balance. I was running four stores. That's what brought me to Columbus, actually, was uh, New Balance. Oh, cool. So, so then you came to Columbus. What year was that? Uh, 2002. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're now here in Columbus working for New Balance. Um, I'm assuming you had a store then? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, City Center, Tuttle Mall. Okay. And then, um, did you get into real estate after that or was there another career move or? There's another slight move in there. Five year move. Okay. Um, I started working with kids with, uh, with disabilities. Okay. 
And, and working for New Balance led me to working with kids with disabilities. So I was a, a certified podorthist, which is um, I could fit your orthotic. I cannot um, prescribe your orthotic. So the doctor would say, these are the braces or the orthotic that the um, patient needs. And I would choose for, for those orthotics. Um, and then that led me to working with a kid that had um, braces on his, on his feet. And his mom called into the store once and just said that, you know, her son does not do very well at the store. I said, well, we don't have to come in the store. We can go to Bacon and Eggs. Um, that was out in the mall, the little play area at Tuttle Mall. So I took a bunch of shoes out there, you know, fit the kid. We had a good time. And his mom offered me a position to work with them um, and work with him at the school. So I got certified through Franklin County MRDD okay. um, to work with kids. And I was at Tremont Elementary for five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you did that for five years and then you got into real estate. Then I got into real estate. Yeah. So, so the big question is why real estate? What, what, what led you to real estate? I was with a uh, friend who moving here uh, from Chicago and Bruce Dooley from Dooley and company. He was her agent and I lived um, near Goodell park. Um, we, I would go on the weekends, you know, look at condos and stuff with her. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Um, and then I would just, on Sundays, I would go to the open houses. I would go to Bruce's open houses and stuff. And that, Bruce actually is the one that really got me into it. He got me thinking about it. You know, he's like, I see you more than I see half my agents. Why don't you get into this business? <laughs> uh, I'm like the open house stalker. <laughs> um, so, and I thought, I, I feel like I have to have money to even get into this business or to make it work. Sure. Um, and he's like, well, you don't just go take, you know, these courses and the classes, get licensed, come back and, you know, we can make it work. And so that was, I did that in March of 2006 is when I got licensed. Um, and that's then what that, I was going to ask you. It seems like that's right when the market's about to, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. That's what it did. <laughs> um, it did, but you know, that I never, I would say, you know, part of the success is I never lived outside my means. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, I never forgot where I came from. I've never, you know, there are people that I went to real estate school with and they're like, Hey, we're doing great. You know, they had a BMW and you know, they're going to <laughs> And I'm like, Ugh. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm, you know, going from a commission job too. That's, that's scary. Right. You yeah. Know? So how did you navigate? So you got licensed and you said 06 March. Mm -hmm. So how did, so, and then you, did you join his team or just his brokerage? You were, were you still on your own and, and he was your mentor? Or? No, I, jo I joined his team. Okay. Um, Julian company was, I mean, they were their own team. There were seven agents there at that time. Bruce had been in the business for 23 years, so okay. um, he was pretty well established. And so I was with that brokerage for um, a little bit. When the market really crashed in eight nine, I was like, okay, I, I mean, we saw it softening in 07, sure. went in 08. Um, and that turned into 
just that little bit of panic inside of you where you're like, I feel like I need a bigger backing. I feel, you know, I needed a website. I need this technology that's not given to me at a smaller brokerage. Right. Um, and not even to say a smaller brokerage. I think it's just, I mean, Bruce didn't need it. He was in the business 23 years and people were just picking up the phone and calling him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, every, every business different, every mo- you know, business model just depends. Yeah. Um, so, so you're net. So when you first got in, what were some of the, cause I got licensed in 2011. So I got the tail end of that. Um, what was, what was the business like in 06, 07, 08 for you going into the market crash? And then what did you do? Did you, did you have to pivot your business or did you just kind of continue on what you were doing and just build it from there? No, I did a, a large pivot. I, uh, I went into, and this came from a networking event I was at. I, um, started talking to uh, a guy who was starting a short sale company. Okay. And, you know, that's kind of where the market was going, right? The short sales of foreclosures, um, right. all of the downturn of the market. And uh, Carson and I talked. Um, I spoke to an attorney that he aligned himself with. Um, so talking to the attorney, you know, thinking – she's inundated with short sales, you know, and who, so as you're running these short sales, who's then selling the property once you've negotiated the, the short, you know, a short sale is if you have a mortgage and let's say you owe 200, but you know, you're only valued at 160. I had to prove to the bank, there's a hardship here. We need to reduce the price of, of their mortgage. So the bank is taking less. Yeah. Um, it was, I took on a full-time gig with them, you know, um, that started at seven in the morning, um, calling banks, negotiating, um, telling super sad stories about how people were losing their houses and death in their families, illnesses. Um, so I did that to seven to about one and then I would go back to my real estate stuff. Gotcha. So then that, I mean, cause that's, I mean, it, it was probably definitely tough to do at the time because I mean like I said I caught the the tail end of the market and we were still doing short sales and when I started with with Ryan who's my mentor and our team lead we sold off REOs you know so that's how I got started in the business was the REOs which is I love because I like working with investors but doing doing those short sales man they were tough even then I mean tough I can only imagine doing that every day, seven to one (laughs) and and just talking to different people. Then they probably don't even know what you're talking about because they they got, you know, tens of hundreds of files on their desk. And, but I'm sure that definitely helped you get through that because that's where, like you said, that's where everything was going. Right. It was, it was where everything was going. It it was very tough because you had, like you said, I mean, you call, you know, a bank and you're just somebody calling the bank and you're trying to get up to the head person that makes the decision. Right. So sometimes that takes 15 phone calls to just get the right person. Right. Right. So I want to step back a, a, a quick second. So when you got licensed in 06, I'm always curious, did you have more doubters, more supporters when people are like, man, you're giving up this, this salary or, or guaranteed pay for commission. Yeah. How was that like? <laughs> no, it was, I had, I had very, very little support for yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially from family. I mean, they're like, are you nuts? I mean, you're leaving the secure job. 
great school districts. And I just, I wasn't happy though. You know, you get to a point in your life where you're like hitting snooze so many times and you're like, man, I got to go back to that job again, you know? And that's, so for me, that wasn't fair to the kids that I was, I was taking care of. Right. And it wasn't fair to myself. Yeah. And I'm all, I mean, I wonder, I always think about it. Like my, my parents were never vocal haters mm-hmm. and somewhat vocal supporters. Like, oh yeah, you're a 21 college, you know, just got a college yeah. in debt and you're going to go do a commission oh. job. Yeah. They, you know, they, they obviously they supported, but they weren't really probably happy. But so I'm always curious, you know, just to, to find that dynamic. Did that, did that push you to want to succeed? Was that like one of the drivers or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, and it was my decision too. So that summer I didn't coach any, I didn't coach special Olympics. I literally told myself, pretended this is my full-time job. I'm doing this. I'm successful at this and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Um, and failure was never an option for me because even though I had, I, I hadn't quit the school yet. Um, I, that was still in my back pocket in case. Right. I did fail miserably over the summer. Um, uh, so I kept that there, but also I just, it, for me, it was a mindset thing. Failure is not an option. Um, I, I couldn't listen to the naysayers of, you know, you're crazy. This is a commission job. You know, how are you going to pay your bills? Um, but also I didn't, I mean, I had two roommates and I wasn't living crazy. So I was like, I think I can make this work if I have, a closing a month that was awesome by two closings I'd take that money and I put it back you know so always saving always afraid to spend um, and I, I and maintained within the salary that I was at the school um, even though I was, could be making more money I, I, I didn't spend that money sure sure what did your first six months to a year look like was it instant success was it slow starting no it was it was slow starting <laughs> i mean it was it was not instant success it was my first first deal was um i lived on high street in a, a condo and listed the neighbor's property they were moving to atlanta um guy jog, was jogging by grabbed one of my flyers um and i was like i'm actually at the house if you want to come take a look at it and he ended up buying it. So I had both sides of that deal, which nice. was like, oh yeah, I can make There's your two, there's your two. So for me, I took that as a sign of like, wow, I think I could really, I think I can make this work. I think I can do this. Um, and I mean, that, that first transaction was definitely a, a learning, um, a learning experience, of course, you know, um, but yeah, Bruce helped me a lot through that whole transaction. and Yeah, and that's like part of the reason why, you know, I, I like doing this and, and interviewing agents in our market that are succeeding is just because I feel like in our industry, the failure rate's really high, but I don't feel like it has to be that, right? Like no. people get with the wrong mentor or, you know, it, sometimes it's literally just getting with the right person to mentor you. Mm-hmm. It can make or break everything. Now, there's some people that get started, and yeah, they find that instant success. Maybe they have a huge sphere of influence and right. things like that. But for, for like you and I, who are new to Columbus, when we you know somewhat get started in the business, we you know we don't we don't have a sphere down here. Right. For me, I had 
all my friends were broke college kids. So (laughs) (laughs) luckily for me, that's when internet leads became, uh, became popular and that was a thing to do. So I could make up my business that way. But, um, okay. So we're going into short sales and, and OA. What did you continue down that path and and work that short sale REO market? I did it for about a year and a half. And then, um, I started to work with investors on, you know, on the ground, um, helping investors purchase properties. And that's when I was, you know, I told um, the attorney I was working with at that time that I just, this is a very depressing job for me. Um, And the market didn't start to come back so much, but it, it started to shift again. You know, you started to feel that, okay, this isn't, I don't need to be hyper-focused on this so much. I feel a little upturn. Sure. Um, and inventory started to become available on just the regular market. So I started working with investors and, you know, my first investor, this guy calls me on a Sunday, called me, I mean, several times. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, this guy's called me like three times. It must be important. And I call and answer the phone and he's uh, asking me about a property, Wyland Park. I'm like, yeah, that's already in contract. He's like, oh, okay. Hang up the phone, calls me back. What else do you have? I'm like, what are you looking for? <laughs> He's uh, looking for investment properties. And we went out. Um, I mean, it was a blizzard out. I do remember that because he called me. He's coming down from Pow to see if I was still, you know, wanting to go out and take a look at these properties. And I said, I'm ready if you are. Um, we wrote an offer on six properties. Wow. And, you know, still very newer agent i'm driving in my car he's sitting next to me I'm like what is happening right now? <laughs> um, i'm like i'm gonna need like proof of funds or like how are you getting financing <laughs> right um, but yeah that that was a that was definitely a turn for me and really taking his properties because i mean he lives in powell and we, we were looking pretty heavy in old town east area um getting contractors in, getting bids. Um, and he, I mean, he's just like, what's the best exit? Do we fix it up, flip it? Or do I hold this one? Right. Looking at the, the best strategy for him um, and the best strategy for the market at that time. Sure. And what, what year was this? That was 2010. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. And was, investing in real estate was that like a passion of yours or did it just kind of fall in your lap and you and you took it from there um i would say my passion came from taking something old and dilapidated and cold and sad and making it new and livable again is kind of where my passion came into um play with real estate sure. i think that started with the doing the design um, with, with clients and, you know, working with investors, it's a little, it's a tricky, tricky spot because, you know, I have a vision. I can see this. I can see the floor plan. I can see everything laid out where it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to look when we're done. And then I come back, you know, five, six, seven months when it's supposed to be done. And I'm like, what happened here? (laughs) this, who did, who did this? And they're like, my contractor did. Um, so it's 
for me, I was like, man, I gotta, I have to create systems or something to just get better pulse on this. Um, and that's really how the design stuff started for me. Gotcha. So do you have something, I'm just curious, do you have something now to where like you actually put a design plan in place for your investors? Mm-hmm. Okay. And do they, you, you find that they actually listen to you? Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, cause some, yeah. cause some, some investors, they, they want your opinion, but they don't follow it. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, that's my thing. Like I, when I got started, like I said, I was in 2011, we started selling REOs and I got started with investors, you know, so mm-hmm. I, that's when HGTV was becoming popular and, and you mm-hmm. know, all of that home flipping shows. And so I love working with investors and um, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're great to work with because it's, it's not emotional. Right. For the most part, it's just business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about numbers. And I, I would say that the hardest thing to do, um, especially on the design side is it is numbers, but you also have to think of how is the buyer going to look at this property or how are, how are we going to see this in the end? You know, there's, <clears throat> there are those guys that, you know, Nope, I need to flip this in 45, 60 days. And I don't, it's about timing. It's about the, the, the dollar, um, right. what the light fixtures look like, or they could care less, you know, right. how they are going to sell it. But that all, that's a whole package, you know, it's going to sell faster if you do the right things. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been working with investors ever since, right? Like that's kind of, is that your, your business model? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Working with investors, um, helping investors, uh, get their, I mean, really just, I have a lot of new investors that, you know, really don't know uh, what they're doing. I, I get a lot, I would say a lot of inventory comes back when it's a failed venture, which isn't good for anybody. So I just try to help and coach throughout the whole process. I do have systems in place. Um, you know, I, on the design side, putting, putting together a full sheet of, these are light fixtures. These are this color, the walls, the cabinets, the countertops, all the skews of everything we're using. Um, and it, it, that helps definitely throughout the yeah. process. I mean, whatever real estate business model you have, if you can put a system in place, it will make your life 10 times easier. And, the, and, and you have experience with previous sales and, and what helped sell it and what didn't. And you know, that's awesome. So that's turn key. It's just, here's what it is. Right. Yeah. And just go find a house and, and fill whatever needs filled in. Yeah. So I want to, so I want to move forward now into the future. Um, what's one of what, like, what's a big goal of yours that you want to accomplish in the next, next year or so? Um, in the next are, you big, are you big on goals? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm big on setting goals. I'm big on, um, you know, I, I would say my, I would say my world was kind of rocked in 2018 with, I was super busy and I don't, I was, I was a runner, right? I was working crazy, crazy hours, expectation on my assistant to work crazy, crazy hours alongside of me. Um, but I, I didn't have systems in place, you know, I had a business coach who was like, you have to hire an assistant, you got to run with it. And I ran with it. So now putting systems in place because the business has grown um, and making it easier for everybody, you know, for my designer, for my stager, uh, for my 
a full staff person doing drawings for me now. Um, oh, nice. We used to be able to go down to the city having our ideas on a napkin and say, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, a person on staff doing the tax abatements for the investors. Like every step of the way, just having somebody do that. So systems are in place that allows you to add value also to your business. Right, right. Now, just because I don't know, do you have a team or is it just, I mean, like, do you have a team of agents or is it just you and then you have your support staff with you to do each part of the process? So I have just in 20, well, 2019, I hired my first buyer's agent and that was in August of 19. Um, to, to, to relieve you of the running around of showings and stuff? Well, to not only that, there was missed opportunity there. You right. know, I have a sign in the yard, somebody calls me and like, hey, how much is this house? And I'm like, it's 200,000. They're like, oh, I can only afford 150. I'm like, okay, well, good luck with your search. Hang up. Right. Because I, I was so busy, I, did, I can't take on another client like that. So yeah. there was missed opportunity. So filling that hole was that's, you know, that's, that's an opportunity that, that somebody else could be, I could have a buyer's agent and helping them put food on their table. Sure. And these are opportunities I'm just hanging up and letting go of, you know? Sure. So okay. um, buyer's agent 2020, um, I teamed up with my, um, stager, uh, so mission design staging where are now, um, teamed up together to, Sage Properties, she asked me with the design stuff, like putting together full, um, I mean, just like a new build would have, you know, you have your specs and your, your yeah. sheet, having that at all the properties, um, you know, with the permit, right in the permit sleeve, so there's never questions on what's going in that house. <laughs> that eliminates a lot of uh, phone calls or texts when, you know, guys are out and they're like, what do you think about this light fixture? I'm like, that's not the one we chose. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So 2020. So, so are you looking to, I mean, cause you, I mean, you, you absolutely crushed 2019. Mm -hmm. um, it was busier. Yeah. Where do you want to, where do you want to go in 2020? What's, what's kind of your goal? Do you want to kind of stay the same or are you, are you looking to grow? No, I, I, I feel like I will always want to grow, you know, um, my account keeps every year. That's the question. When are you retiring? I'm like, <laughs> not happening <laughs> um i i would love to i love helping other people and helping other agents grow their business so now on staff um i have a brand new agent um three brand new agents that are i mean they're really doing very well awesome um and helping others you know i think this whole i think we're in a I don't know, society, I guess, of, of giving back. And I think we need, we need a little bit more of that, um, sure. of giving back and supporting each other. Um, you know, I had, I have open houses every Sunday and I have Sunday fun days. We do it once a month and I'm like, why not reach out to other agents from other brokerages? Like who cares, man? We, we're right. creating, we're creating something that everybody can work off of. It's not, yeah. you know, Miss Dillon has, four listings down there. Well, let's all get together and, and work together. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, um, the aha moment for, I was, I was like that when I was 
younger. You know, it was all about me and my business. And I didn't really care about any other agent outside of the agents on our team, but, you know, in our office or any other brokerage. And then the aha moment was a couple of years ago when I saw that, you know, there was, I think at the time, like 29,000 houses that sold in, in the year. Mm-hmm. And our team had only done like 168. And I'm just like, we're such a small percentage of that total. Like, right. why, not, why not give back and help other agents be successful in our business? It's only going to raise the standards for the, for the industry here locally um, mm-hmm. to where we, if we all can win, it's going to be great for everyone, right? Yep. And and that was like it was like man like I may compete with you on maybe one deal right in the grand scheme yep. of things you know so why not share you know what thing what systems and things that I'm using um, to help you become successful so I love that so the Sunday fun day is like what getting all the agents in the area with the open houses together is that kind of or you guys actually go and have fun because <laughs> I yeah. like to have fun. <laughs> well, we kind of make the open houses fun. So, you know, I, a, a title rep, a lender, some dropping off cookies, balloons. Um, anybody that participates, we have packets in, in my office. They can stop by, pick them up. Um, so I have all your marketing material together for you with, with your stuff on it. Um, and we just try to make it fun and make it fun for the people walking around. I think about on a, you know, Sunday, nice Sunday afternoon. Why would I want to go see one house? Oh, I can see five. They're all right here. Right. Printing out a map of this house is open. This house is open. And, um, yeah, just really creating a, just a, a day of this, this could be fun. It doesn't have to be, um, That's awesome. yeah, it doesn't have to be just one or two open houses. Well, not only that, like you said, you know, instead of one person looking at one open house, maybe you can get, you know, 10 people together looking at, at five different houses and then it makes, you know, I think a lot of people think open houses are pointless, but if you do it right and market mm-hmm. it right and like do something like that to where you're, you're increasing the odds of people actually coming to show up, yeah. it's a win-win for business, right? And it's created quite a following. I mean, there's, there's people that come out every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> One day you're going to do it. They're going like, to be like, what the hell? Where's these open houses at? <laughs> awesome. Um, That's- that's awesome. Do you have any goals for like the next five years? Any big goals? Yeah, I think for me, um, I would love to build my rental portfolio uh, personally. And then um, I would say definitely the next year or two years buy something that uh, some sunny weather. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been looking at a couple of properties in um, the Florida area. Nice. Nice. What, what's um, I'm, with goals and stuff, I always ask, what's one thing you think you need to add to your business or, or whatever to accomplish that? Um, I think really what I, what I've started to do, you know, in December, um, of 2019, it was like, okay, we have to shift, you know, I need a, um, I unfortunately had to let go of a full-time assistant that had been with me for three and a half years. And it was, it was really a a shifting period for me to ramp up. Okay. Where do I want this to go? Where do, where do I see this whole thing going? Um, I cannot continue to grind this hard by myself um, or with, you know, one other person. So adding people to the team, I think is, is very helpful. Um, you know, even talking to my stager and saying, Hey, what, what is it that I 
can add value to you to make your life easier, you know, to cut down costs or um, to make your business grow. And, you know, one thing she said, running, she runs a U-Haul truck for all of our moves. And I'm like, let's buy a truck, yeah. you know, <laughs> let's, let's buy a truck. Let's wrap it in our logos. And, you know, we could help people move. We can, um, that would cut your costs. That would cut your back and forth of renting a U-Haul, uh, reserving a U-Haul. Yeah. Um, so just working, working smarter, I think too, and giving back to the community. Awesome. I love it. So I always like to wrap up, um, with this question. Um, if you could give our audience who was similar to you, whether starting out or currently one piece of advice that you wish you had prior to today, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I would say that, um, that piece of advice goes back to, I think, uh, and I keep thinking about this cause they, they don't teach it in school, like, um, credit and just responsibility of, you know, your, your money earned, what can that, um, what can that do for you? How can you grow that? Um, to lead that that legacy for your family, you know, I didn't I didn't come from a, a family of it was paycheck to paycheck, you right. know, um, and that that goes back to my community sense too, like helping others and taking care of others. I remember growing up in um, growing up in you know project housing. We we were just all together. You know, my mom might not have been home, but my neighbor's mom was home and she was looking out for me, you know? Sure. So it, it, I think my values go back to that. And I would say just, um, yeah, to really just be, be who you are, be authentic. And I think there's a, enough business for everybody to go around and, and really help others. And that's really what really helped you get started in real estate, right? You said you manage your expenses right you never went out and got that bmw when you thought you know you had that success going right you stayed um humbled and and Stay humble, live, with, live within your means yeah. i mean it, it all comes it all comes around to you you know um yeah. there there are a couple i mean I, I even see friends from like high school and stuff just um I, I, not living their best life and it's they were the first people though to Oh, I'm getting a car. I'm getting this. I'm getting that, you know? Right. Um, so yeah. Awesome. And then if, if, um, I always like to ask if, if someone wanted to reach out to you, whether that was a home buyer, home seller, or another agent that, you know, uh, related to your story and, and wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, email, phone, Facebook, Facebook, what's up at Viber. <laughs> <laughs> That we have. <laughs> um, yeah, really just message me. I mean, my, my numbers, Misty at, well, Misty at MistyLynn.com. That's my, um, that's my website, Misty and my email address. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing your story and giving back. And if anyone wants to follow the podcast or, um, the video of major league success, you can find it on all the social networks under major league success. So Misty, I really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Okay. Awesome. Thank you.